Because people don't know how to deal with it. Welcome to another episode of War Stories. I'm Tom. And I'm Chuck. <clears throat> and uh, we are going to do a, a sort of a debrief episode this week. Um, yeah. Chuck sent me a video that's in the news and uh, then also sent me a link to an article that I thought um, after the two of us talked, we thought that it would be something that we should discuss um, plus an upcoming topic that I we want to get your input and feedback on as listeners. So we'll talk about that a little bit at the end and try and get your emails. Um, the first thing we want to talk about, I think, is this article that came out uh, about with all the defund the police. First of all, everybody knows it's no secret, right? Being a cop right now yeah. sucks. <laughs> and yeah. there are departments that are having people retire faster <laughs> than they can hire, like really bad. And we're seeing articles come out like LAPD, just the the, the mayor of Los Angeles wants to have a, a, a panel that's going to root out right wing extremist cops in the police department. Right wing um, extremists that that is just being a Republican. At this right. Point. Right. Exactly. Like, well, that's that's who defines what a right wing extremist is. You know, the MAGA, um, the MAGA Republican. Yeah. Oh, did you vote for Trump? You're a right wing right. extremist. Did you you know, but have you ever posted anything about January 6th? You're a right wing. You know, dude, I voted for Trump. A, I believe in the nuclear family. Witch hunt. I'm an extremist. Yeah, exactly. Believe so God. Um, they're having trouble recruiting and they're going to be. Most likely lowering their standards now because they're having well, trouble recruiting. Not only have they started lowering their standards, they've started doing things like waiving the um uh the the written test. It's no longer really uh, it used to be three essays. They got rid of the essays a while ago. Then they went to a multiple choice. And I now, mean, a multiple choice is fine as long as yeah, you have some sort of thing that proves you're not a fucking idiot. Right. But most of these multiple choices are so fucking simple. The That's at least the, the essays, you you could see what candidates were coming in who knew how to write and it, you could kind of see where they are going because we're not hiring people or they're not hiring people that can't formulate Can you think? Can you articulate? Can right? you and they would yes. disclose disqualify Correct. all those other people who couldn't write the essay because yep. it was readers. the first thing you did. Right. So, mm -hmm. and then you were getting a better caliber of recruit because they could formulate a sentence. They could speak, they could talk, they could write. Kind of. So um, I, part of part of what I dealt with was essays. Right. And then those essays, those, you know, one paragraph, two paragraph answers that you did three or four of them. Those followed you to your oral board. Yes, they did. And then the oral board sat and discussed your answers with you. Yeah. But so now they're waiving some of these even written tests. But they're for good measure for post and stuff like that. If you ever have a post certificate, if you already have gone to the academy, things like that. But then there's some other ones that are wishy washy. You're like, eh. right. So um, that's a bigger issue. But in the in the in the circumstances they're facing with staffing and with shortfalls in budgets and shortfalls in officers to respond. Right. The solution that is being proposed in the city of Los Angeles, which is already becoming a shithole, right? It's 
like just beyond shithole. It's any like Chuck lives outside of L.A., but he has to go into L.A. quite frequently because he lives in a suburb of the area. It's bad. It's and I I live near Chuck. We both would have to go. It, like you avoid going <clears throat> into Los Angeles at all costs. At all costs. Oh my god! To go to go five miles takes you sometimes forty minutes. Yeah, and you're passing homeless encampments and anyway, um, it's yep. just awful to see what happened to my beautiful city that I grew up in. However, I mean, beautiful a long time ago, that's for sure. Yeah, really. So, what they're proposing is a. I guess I wouldn't even say it, it's not just a reduction in services. It's literally just this is this is these are calls we will no longer respond to. Period. End of story. You call us, yep. we're gonna be like, that's not our problem. We're not coming. Stop sending armed officers to twenty eight calls. Now, if you've got the list, right? I do. Okay. So why don't you give us the list? All right, here's the full list. One, non criminal and or nonviolent homeless and quality of life related calls. Two, non criminal mental health calls. Three, nonviolent juvenile disturbances or juveniles beyond parental control calls. Won't go to school. Four, calls to schools unless the school administration is initiating a call for an emergency police response or making a mandatory reporting notification. Five, public health order violations. Six, nonviolent calls for service at city parks. Seven, under the influence calls, alcohol and or drugs where there is no other crime in progress. Eight, welfare check, non-criminal, courtesy requests from doctors and hospitals. Nine, non-fatal vehicle accidents. Non-DUI, non-criminal, property damage only, including city property, verbal disputes involving non-injury traffic. This is the only one I can get behind <laughs> because mm. that is probably the the more the, the, the safest out of all of them. Ten, parking violations. I mean, police don't really go to those anyways. Eleven, driveway tow. So the vehicles in your driveway to tow it. They're blocking a driveway. Uh, 12, abandoned vehicles. 13, person dumping trash. 14, vicious and or dangerous dog complaints where no attack is in progress. Fifth, uh, number 15, calls for service for loud noise, loud music, or party calls that are anonymous or have no um, victim. Uh, I'm going to pause for a second right there on that one. Well, we all know who John is. Um, he was a uh, co-host on the show prior to me. Um, he's my best friend. He was a fucking bachelor, uh, my uh, best man at my wedding. Um, we all have heard his song or his his story on the loud party that turned into a complete fucking Donnybrook. Mm-hmm. That's no, dangerous. we haven't. I don't think he's oh. really told oh, that he hasn't story. Really to it? Yeah, so we've we've talked about it a little bit, but but right. we have never gotten into how bad a party call got. Get. Just if you've ever anyone ever worked Foothill Division. Uh, those LAPD coppers who work Foothill Division and the and the up in the hills, and a uh, party call comes out, and next thing you know, your hats and bats. Yep. Um, happens all the time. Would happen yep. multiple times just reading the news. It's not like I know anything about LAPD, um, but I might. Anyways, landlord tenant disputes number 16, 17, loitering, trespassing with no indication of danger. 18, code 30, which are alarm calls, um, except. 11 silent alarms, which are robbery alarms, like at a bank or something like that. Uh, 19, syringe disposal. Hold on, time out. You're saying they're not going to go to 211 silence? No, they are going to go to 211 silence. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just regular code 30 alarm calls, they don't want to send police. Hmm. It could be a fucking burglary in progress, bro. <laughs> Anyways, 
Um, 19 syringe disposal. Never went to those anyways. Hey, this is great for private security, dude. If I could open up a private security company oh, in LA, make, I would make, you can get, dude, it's gonna be dangerous. You can get into shootings, whatever. You can lead to shootings, whatever. And then you can be, and, uh, 20 DOT standby 21 homeless encampment cleanups, unless officers are requested or pre-scheduled 22 panhandling. Okay. Okay. 23 illegal vending 24 illegal gambling. Okay. <laughs> 25 fireworks, 26 defecating or urinating in public. Well, it's not like you can really do much anyways. It was a ticket. It's not even indecent exposure. If he's not oh, receiving gratification, we'll get there. Cause anyways, I, I, yeah. 27 drinking in public. Drunk people don't fight, right? 28 suspicious, uh, walking while black. Hot. Suspicious circs. Suspicious Kirks. I don't know. They fucking they misspelled it. Suspicious or... circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Suspicious circumstances. Possibly a dead body. Where no indication of foul play. Wait. What? Possibly a dead body. They're not <laughs> going to go to fucking dead bodies. Possibly a dead body. Possible dead body. Dead bodies. I'll read that again. Suspicious <laughs> circumstances. Possible dead body. <laughs> where no indication of foul play. But if you have suspicious <laughs> circumstances, cops are going to roll, dude. That means if it's suspicious, there needs to be a report. So well, that might be a, a like, typo. Okay, like, if it's in a nursing home, right? I can see that. Like, no, okay, like natural fine. cause, stuff like, like that. Like, you're I think dying they have hospital. this one fucked like, up. Yeah, maybe. I, I really think this one's fucked up. They might have written it Okay, so let me, let oh me, my God. let me tag up on that for a second <clears throat> and, and talk about um, on the opposite side of the spectrum. This is the headline from march of this year california city nearly eliminates homeless population with zero tolerance policies okay we, california we, city we've we've eliminated homeless california city one california oh, city. oh cal city like in the desert no 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 like this is a city in california i'll get there this is oh, one oh, city oh. in california California cities have battled a homeless crisis for years while still throwing billions of dollars at the spiraling tragedy. It's not a tragedy to help those who are in dire need of housing. But one city has defied the odds, reporting the lowest homeless population in the state. Uh, Coronado Mayor Richard Bailey said there are no vagrants in his. I love the fact that he's vagrants. That is true. No that vagrants true. in his city at all. And described uh, how kinda. he has reinforced a no encampment policy while upholding the rule of law. Quote, the policies that are in place at the regional and statewide level that are tolerating this type of behavior that is personally destructive and also destructive to the surrounding communities are enabling this situation to increase throughout the entire state and throughout our entire region. Changing these policies will actually have a major impact. Bailey explained that the city works with the police department and a homeless service provider to give the homeless only one option, get help. Okay. The city of Coronado funds reasonable services to help those struggling to get back on their feet, but noted that the city has a zero tolerance policy for violating muni codes. We make it very, quote, we make it very clear that we don't tolerate encampments along our sidewalks. We don't tolerate code violations such as being drunk in public or urinating or defecating in public. We just simply don't tolerate these basic code violations. Oh, what ends up happening okay. is an individual either chooses to get help or they leave. Un yeah, okay. So I, I was just in Coronado. Okay. And he he's right. There are no encampments. 
There are no transients. There are no vagrants. I mean, I did see like what looked to be a transient. It could have just been a hipster. I don't mm. know, but there are, it's clean as fuck. There are no transients or whatever. I mean, if there's someone sleeping in their car, Hey, I didn't see them. Um, I didn't see anything. However, they can just go into San Diego and get pushed there. Um, but I, I agree with this. I agree one wholeheartedly. When you start becoming lax on code violations, like in LA, if broken you get a call, yep. And you have a, they have transients that sleep on the sidewalk, right? But as long as someone can walk on that sidewalk and pass them with enough uh, reasonable space to do so, which is about three feet, I think, three mm-hmm. or four feet, as long as you can keep the sideway clear for about four feet, you can be sleeping on the fucking sidewalk with a fucking sleeping bag. Yeah. Nope. And they don't want cops to touch them. That yeah. just leads to more problems. I agree. So it's an interesting point that I, I thought was highlighted in a meme and I was laughing at the meme. And, and then as soon as I was la- like, as soon as I was done laughing, I went, wait a minute, this brings up a really valid point. So the meme I saw was a picture of, and bear with me, it was a picture of a Muppet and a person hugging. And it said Sesame street to debut their first homeless character first homeless muppet in history or first muppet dealing with homelessness in history and somebody replied back in a screenshot motherfucker oscar the grouch has been sleeping in a trash can for 30 years (laughs) and i thought to myself that's funny but it also brings up a valid point which is there are two kinds of homeless people the people that want help and don't want to be homeless and the people who don't want help and just don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. And you have to be able to separate the two. The the junkie asshole who doesn't want to be it, we had a shelter, okay? I think I've told this before. We had a homeless shelter at a church in our town. And church had a very simple policy. You show up at a you show up before a certain time, right? There was a window, a couple hours. You register right? You sign in, whatever you get breathalyzed, right? And they, they make sure you're not high. And then you can come in the shelter and you can have a hot meal and you can have a shower and you can hang out with people and you can sleep. And then in the morning, they'll give you coffee and a little bit of breakfast and you can go. Yeah. Right. Did you, but the deal was you couldn't be drunk. And once you were in, you couldn't leave. There was no in and out. Right. So there were so many people that were homeless. I'm like, let me take you to the shelter. They're like, no, fuck that. I don't want to go there. I'm like, why? And they're like, well, you have to, you have to, you know, follow their stupid ass rules and can't drink. And this, I'm like, yeah, dumb shit. You're homeless. Get a like, job. Get your life like you together. Don't, yeah, you don't get to like freaking make your own decisions when you haven't been making good decisions up to this point. Now, you if you need somebody's help, you have to accept it on their fucking terms. Yeah. So check this out. And most people are like, oh, well, they're homeless and there's just not enough help for them. Aha, I'm going to bust your fucking bubble right now. So every day I went on patrol and every day my other partners went on patrol and we were all told to carry these little laminated cards that have homeless info on them and we can hand them out to the homeless. So I'd take about 10 a day, I'd throw them in my breast pocket and I'd go out and I would come in contact with homeless people all the fucking time. Whenever I was, you know, looking for dope or whatever, I would, I'd go in the wash, I would you know, in the river, I would check, you know, uh, these people out and the, you know, I'd walk up to them and, and I'd offer them help. I'd get calls on them all the time. And I'd always offer them help. Hey, do you want to go and stay in a shelter? Do you want to, I have this card right here. You can call this, you can get, um, you know, a bed, hot meal, whatever. 
you know what I was told time and time again? No, I don't want to. And I would ask why. And they said, well, because uh, I want to use drugs. Yeah. I don't want to go there. And I'm like, but you're pregnant. And she's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to have this baby. They're going to take the baby away from me. And I'm going to go back to living on the street. And my family who has their shit together, and this, this chick was no nonsense, like straight up front. Um, they'll take care of my kid. They'll take care of my babies. That's fine. I don't care. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I was like, are you still using? She goes, yeah, I don't give a fuck. My wife had a didn't junkie, care about any of that. My wife had a junkie relative who straight up, once she got clean in her late 30s, early 40s, once she got clean, she straight up admitted, she goes, oh, man, when I was pregnant and and I was using it was the best because when I would panhandle, I'd get so much money for drugs because they were they uh, were they were merciful so because I was pregnant. So like, did you hear? That's crazy. That's I mean, these it makes people sense don't want to help. help. No, they don't. And did you hear about L.A.? Um, I don't know. It was it was these were built while you were still living here, but in L.A. they have these um these little mini houses, and there's a lot of them. There's one next to a police station. And Reseda, there's also like right next to the like butts shares common wall with the parking and the where you get gas and shit. There's a homeless encampment that are like tiny homes in a in a in a fucking um, residential neighborhood, and they didn't tell the residents about it. (laughs) And then there's another one in North Hollywood off of the freeway, and you can see it as you're going passing through North Hollywood, going to Universal Studios. There is a big one. I think it's right there and it's right off of the freeway and there's probably a hundred fucking homes, little tiny houses. They look like tough sheds and they're all different colors, like, like yeah. an Easter egg. And basically the only requirements to live there is they have so many beds. You share a room with some or share a little, little hut with someone. You can't bring in your drugs. There is an amnesty box. If you have any drugs on you, you put all your shit into the amnesty box yeah. and you leave. It's basically a locker when yeah. you, when, it's oh, your when drug you locker. In, when, when you leave, you can take it all back with you. Yep. Right. You're supposed to just dump it all in there. No using. And if you, you know, you get using, they call, they'll call the police. You'll have you um, escorted off the property. And then you guess you can't come back or some shit. I don't know all the rules on them, but I'm like, this is the dumbest fucking want, anyway. It's so fucking stupid. You, you do what the Coronado guy did. You either take this fucking help. If you don't, you get out of my city. Yeah. So now I'm going to go. Uh, I, I will say this before we move on to our other topic. I will say this. There were a couple of things that we, I was a big proponent of. We shouldn't go to as cops, right? Like, why the fuck are we going to this? So some of this list I agree with, right? Um, so this, this non-criminal, things. non-violent, homeless or quality of life related calls. No code enforcement, homeless calls. Yeah, you should go to because that's the whole point. These these people are violating the law. It's not non-criminal when you have municipal codes against shitting on the sidewalk. It's unless you want to make shitting on the sidewalk legal, in which case you're literally making your city a shithole. Uh, non-criminal mental health calls. Well, non-criminal mental health calls turn into criminal calls, period. End of story. Because these people are fucking crazy. And when you don't have somebody that can't that can't take them into custody safely, they're going to I. I I fought the same dude over and over for 18 months saying we need to get this guy under control. It's a mental health issue. He's 19 years old. His parents can't control him. We took him to mental health several times because he was a danger to himself or others. 18 months later, he ends up killing two people on Christmas Eve. I had right? one like, like that. Yeah. So the, Kill this you need dog. to go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, nonviolent juvenile disturbance or juveniles beyond parent parental control. Yeah. Fuck that. If your kid won't go to school, don't call the cops. All you're doing is teaching your kids that cops are mean. Fucking parent your kids. We shouldn't go to those. 
Calls to schools unless the school administration is initiating a call for emergency response or making a mandatory reporting notification. Sure. Correct. Absolutely. If it's not an active shooter, if it's not an emergency, if it's not a fucking mandatory reporting of child abuse, we shouldn't go. You're the fucking principal. You're the fucking teachers. Fucking handle it. Public health order violations. We should absolutely go. These people need to get arrested. Nonviolent calls for service at city parks. Well, what the hell is a nonviolent call for service at a city park? Right? Like, yeah, a lot of these are in in nature, a lot of like unknowns because you're like, oh, well, it doesn't oh, sound It's such violent. a gray area. Yeah. And it's going to lead to something violent. It's, Someone's going right. to get shot or killed. Exactly. Um, welfare checks, non criminal, courtesy requested doctors and hospitals. Uh, yeah. Somebody else can go check on grandma. Right. We don't need to go check on grandma. I do. Uh, under the influence, drugs or alcohol? No, right. we should go. Period. End of story. Yeah. Right. Uh, non fatal non fatal vehicle accidents. Absolutely, hundred percent behind. Hundred percent. That is the one that I can get behind. That is it. Well, I would. I'll even say this: injury, tra- major injury, traffic collisions, or fatalities. We should go to complain of pain. No, anything. It has to be more than a complaint of pain for us to go. Period. End of story. Yeah. Parking violations. Well, if you're LA, you have a parking enforcement bureau. So yeah, correct. Use them. Uh, driveway tows. No, fuck you. Right. Call a tow truck yourself and have them towed out of your own driveway. Abandoned vehicles. Mm, No, abandoned vehicles could be stolen. Right. They could be. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So we go to, we go to dumping trash. Absolutely. That's a quality of life issue. Right. Unless you're going to, unless you're okay. If LA is going to come up with a code enforcement division that actually starts to handle these dumping trash calls and all this other shit. Great. But here's the thing. If the cops aren't regulating hardcore on criminals, then these people dumping trash are going to be the hardcore criminals and they're going to challenge code enforcement and it's going to be a shooting. Here's the thing about those dumping the trash, even because they're come out non-coded by the time you even get to those, if you're working in the city of Los Angeles, you are so slammed with calls. By the time you get to it, it could be an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours later. Yeah. By the time you get there, and they're gone anyways. They're gone yeah. within the first fucking two minutes. They dump their and shit. And this isn't just Los Angeles. Like, this should apply to your city, too. If you're listening to this near copper or firefighter or whatever. Uh, vicious and dangerous dog complaints where no attack is in progress. I'd agree with that. Let animal control go out and handle it. That's their job. <laughs> right. Uh, calls for service for loud noise or party calls. Oh, dude. If you, you get someone killed, first of all, yeah, because then the neighbors are going to have to go over there and confront these people at the party and it's going to go. Set. Look at this freaking uh, the dude that got beaten in the head. The, the guys just got convicted because they crashed his wedding reception and then they got into it with him because they, they were drunk and they beat his brains in with a baseball bat on his wedding day. Hours <laughs> after he got married. Party calls yeah. can get crazy. crazy. Landlord tenant disputes. Absolutely, we shouldn't go. Absolutely, we shouldn't go. Landlord tenants. I've seen those turns. Those turn violent. I've seen them turn. Unless violent. it's yeah, I have. But unless it's like my landlord is violating the law by refusing to allow me. Like mm-hmm. this isn't like like there's code enforcement for that, or should be. Uh, loitering, trespassing with no danger, no indication of danger. No bullshit. We should go. Uh, alarm responses. We should go. Syringe disposal. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this should not even be an issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it, you should arrest them for possession of drug paraphernalia or possession of syringe without a prescription. Uh, Department of Transportation standby. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Homeless encampment cleanups, unless officers are requested or pre-scheduled. Uh, we should we should do it once. Homeless encampment cleanup. Everybody, whole a whole city, clean up the entire homeless encampments, and then tell them you're not allowed back. Period. End of story. 
Panhandling. Cops will end up yeah. going on those, though. I know. Because the homeless Panhandling. You're not taking my shit. Absolutely, you should go to panhandling. Illegal vending. Absolutely. Illegal gambling. Absolutely. Fireworks shouldn't even be a law. Fuck it. Let the make fireworks legal again. Make <laughs> make America defecating, urinating in public. Absolutely. Drinking in public. I mean, here's the deal. I don't even think that uh, open container laws should be a thing. I just think you have a public intoxication law. You can drink, just don't be drunk. And if we catch you being drunk, we're gonna go. To, we're gonna take you to jail. That's it. Like drinking, very simple. Don't drive. Right. Exactly. You can drink. Mm. Don't drive. You can drink in public. Don't be drunk in public. Uh, suspicious circs, possible dead body, where no indication of foul play. Um, okay. If we can define what that is and say that <laughs> it's like, it's like a hospital death, like a death that's attended by a physician and or somebody's on hospice or whatever. But if you just fucking keel over dead, you should probably send out a cop to just make sure. Yeah, there's no indications of foul play. We're out and then call the coroner. But right. cops shouldn't have to wait for the coroner. Right. Like, no, and no indication of report. foul play. Coroner's requested. We out. So <clears throat> let me speak. tell you, waiting. For, we've talked about this. Waiting for the coroner is you're 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 that's three oh, four hours out of your day three yeah two two hours on a good day yeah and i'm gonna speak to speak to some personal um experiences with these types of policies um and these are not policies yet this is lapd um presenting this is what we want to not to go to um but i don't think most of these will even make it to a policy now uh, i work for an agency not gonna name its name but tried some of this shit and um like a year two years ago or uh, three years ago is when they tried to start it it's mental health calls they said okay we're not going to respond to mental health calls they're not violent okay we're going to send out a pet team pet team would go out pet team wouldn't be able to get the the fucking uh 5150 to comply 5150 would then turned violent 5150 would then right. hit the pet team pet team would then call us and be like hey we want to have this person arrested now for um uh, assault and battery and we're like okay or adw because it hit him with a shopping cart or some shit right and you're like, so the the professionals that are quote unquote professionals, right, would go to these and then create and escalate it and now want us to arrest this person. And now this person's going to have to go to jail and not get the help they need. No matter what we were going, because we're like, we can't find the person. We can't go. We're, not, we're just not going to go or we're too busy. We're not going to go. So then would still fall back on the police. Now, there are so many of these calls that are you know, big nothing calls, but have turned into shootings. Yeah. So you're going to send people who are unarmed, unqualified, incapable of doing anything. They're going to get there. Uh oh, assholes. And either a shooting is going to take place and they're going to get killed or something bad is going to happen. They're going to call the police. We're going to have to respond and we're going to be behind the eight ball on it, behind the curve. And now everything's all fucked up. It's a clusterfuck. So there are some of these calls that should never not be responded to by police. There are Mm -hmm. some that should. they like, okay, cool. Like, we don't need to go to these bullshit ones, right? But, like, a loud party call, look, I get it. A loud party calls are stupid. We go to them a lot of times. They're big nothing. I cannot tell you how many times I've been to a fucking party call, and I've started taking taking rocks and bottles. Yes. And I'm just starting getting shit thrown at me, and we're like, oh, fuck. And then it turns into a code three call, a backup real quick. Next thing you know, you're online, hats and bats, and you're having to clear out a party in full fucking riot gear, basically. And I'll it's say, fucking crazy. I'll I'll add this to that because we I worked in a county where the county seat was a city that had a major California university in it, right? 
kids would come from all over the state, hell, all over the country to go to this university. And I didn't work for this city, right? Um, I worked just north of it in a different city, but it, we were only like 10 miles away, right? So we'd go, like I went to a, my first and only riot we went was because the college was having a Mardi Gras celebration and it got out of control, right? Um, this This meant that a lot of kids would go to college and their parents would buy them a house, right? The parents would buy a house in town for couple hundred thousand dollars you know seven hundred fifty thousand dollars or whatever and then their kids would live in it and they'd rent out the other rooms to other college kids for the four years their kids were there and then when their kids graduated they would turn around and sell the house so not permanent residents not people that had ties to the community these were just dickhead college kids with a rich mommy and daddy but rich and sometimes rich mommy and daddy would call the city and complain right because these are my babies (laughs) so this poor police department a lot of times would politically have its hands tied when they would go to party calls and they we'd call we called these uh college kids skippies and the skippies would get emboldened because they knew the cops couldn't do anything so the police department would show up at the party call and the cops would immediately take rocks and bottles from college kids having a party because they knew the cops were not able to do anything so it got to the point where the cops just said, uh, it's a party call. We, as soon as they got there, they're like, yeah, we're going to need some assistance from the sheriff's department. Well, guess what? The sheriff's department is, uh, they work for an elected official and there's no political pressure from any of these fucking college parents. They don't give and so fuck. the deputies would show up and they'd be like, holy, the college kids, holy shit, the deputies are here and they're not wearing name tags. You know, like, it's like, <laughs> I don't know who he was that beat my ass, but he was big <laughs> and he had that, a gold that, star on so- his chest. Shit like that happened in the riots. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mutual aid gets called in, right? Yeah. Take your name department rolls up. <laughs> Sheriff's department's like, hey, why the fuck aren't we throwing in tear gas into the right. crowd? Oh, well, we don't do that. Okay. Well, we do. We're fucking doing that. And so they start throwing in tear gas. And then they're like, hey, you guys don't shoot these fucking people with pepper balls? They're like, no, we don't do that. They're like, okay. We do. We do. They brought their Titmans, fucking Titman paintball guns, load yeah. them up with pepper balls and just fucking bop, 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 bop. I saw deputies in an unknown city, North Hollywood, um, not North Hollywood. I'm sorry. West Hollywood, <coughs> um, pull up in an, an adjacent area to major metropolitan city. Um, and I witnessed this with my own eyes. They fucking see these, see these fucking group of rioters. They knew they were going to do some crazy shit. I mean, breaking into some businesses and loot. And they were like, Hey, leave the area. Bop, 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 bop. Fucking group of them nailed them with pepper balls and they dispersed. Boom. Yeah. Handled once it. you've made, there, once you've made the car. announcement, once you've made the announcement, it's freaking all Dude, bets are off. Of their, out of their fucking, they oh, didn't get out of the Working a riot was they so just much fun. Fucking just. Da, 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 da. Okay. Anyway, so, so we've, we've, we got to move on. That this fucking, this list is ridiculous. Yeah. Most of it. Um, it's going to lead to dangerous situations for people who are un- incapable of, of doing this. It can lead to deadly force situations where people are going to get fucking hurt. I think it's a liability. I don't think most of this shit's going to pass. This agency has already tried to do some of this shit and it hasn't worked. Um, I would be surprised. I mean, it, it's nothing's going to surprise me at this point, but if, if it goes through and these things go through, police are going to end up still responding. Shit's going to go sideways. It's going to be a clusterfuck. It'll last for a, few, a little bit to appease the the libs or liberal woke left media, whatever. And it'll be back to police responding in no time if if that's the case i I think this is ridiculous yeah so now let's go on to something chuck you're gonna post this video right 
or did you already? I'm not sure. No, I'll post it. I'll post it. Uh... Okay. Orlando. Dateline Orlando. Uh, this gentleman, and I use that term <laughs> loosely. It's ironic and sarcastic. Keith Moses. I should, let's say this motherfucker <laughs> shot five people. Three of them died. Okay. Yeah. It's a homicide suspect. Orlando uh, County Sheriff releases body camera footage of them arresting him after his deadly shooting spree. One of the victims was a local TV news reporter, and the other was a nine-year-old girl. Okay? Uh, They don't even know if he has a motive, but he is a known gang member, but they don't believe it's gang-related, right? They show up to arrest him. Watch the body camera footage because this is where we're headed, folks. This is when you don't allow cops to do their job, and when you when you when you uh, embolden the criminal. pander to the crooks, right? And you you allow these false narratives, like I can't breathe, you know, not not George Floyd, the other one, um, it, Michael Brown, I think. Um, when you hands up, don't shoot. When you allow <laughs> these false narratives to pervade society. You get the boy who cried wolf syndrome. And now we have Mr. Keith Moses. Uh, Mr. Moses was being arrested for murder. He's on a killing spree. Cops get out and arrest him. Watch the body camera video. He is the toughest guy on the planet. Toughest 19 year old I've ever seen until the cops show up, which is like most 19 year olds. And um, quick short story. I'll tell this uh, because nobody can get me in trouble for it anymore. Uh, I arrested a kid. He was 18 years old. He was drunk. He was in my he was in my holding cell while I got all his paperwork ready to take him to county. And he was handcuffed to the bench like you're supposed to. You know, got the eye bolt in the wall. I'm filling out my paperwork and he's running his mouth. Fuck you, this, that, and the other thing. If you weren't, and he finally says, if you weren't behind that glass, I'd kick your ass. <laughs> oh, okay. So I took my belt off. And I walked out from behind the glass and I unhandcuffed him from the bench. And he looked at me. And I looked at him and I just stood there and waited. And then when he didn't say anything for about 30 seconds, I said, well, kick my ass. And he immediately dropped down to his knees and was like, I'm sorry, man. I'm just, I'm just drunk. I don't know what I'm saying. This, that, and the other thing, blah, 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 blah. And then we handcuffed him to the bench and I started filling out his paperwork again. And I heard my partner lean over and say to him, it's a good thing you apologize because he was going to kick the shit out of you. and here's the deal right it all i did was walk out from behind the glass should i have no did i yes but it's sending a message hey listen tough guy you can run your mouth up to a point but at some point it's put up or shut up well this guy ran his mouth and went on a crime spree and then when he got the cops came to arrest him and he was faced with actual tough guys he went down to the ground and started to cry like a woman to the point where the cops were like, oh, dude, I think we're actually killing him. He's screaming, help. They're killing me. Help, 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 help me. Let me go, please. I can't breathe. And then he starts with the I can't breathe shit. And he was fine. This kid didn't even get an ass whooping that he righteously deserved. No, he didn't listen. You see the coppers come up to him. Get the fuck on the ground. Get the fuck on the ground. He doesn't listen, and they give him a split second to make the fucking decision. Yeah. But here's the thing. Time, if you give a suspect too much time, they can do something very dangerous. So they well, give him And by the time they time. contacted him, they were already right. out of room. They were within oh. 15 yeah. feet. By the time, <clears> that, by the, time the body camera, you see the guy jumping out of the car. He's right on the suspect. 
Oh, right like in front at the of last him. second, right in front of him. You have no time. Place. So two guys with guns throw him to the ground. He didn't get on the ground. They have to close the distance, throw him to the ground. It yep. wasn't even that hard. Like, no. I, and I, I wouldn't seriously, even say thrown. I would say guided to the fucking ground because they really I mean, guided him to the ground with some force. They, they <laughs> yanked. They didn't yeet him. They yanked. They're just like, get down. Just, Sit down, son. I've seen fucking peewee football tackles that are harder. Right? I grab my son <laughs> and put him to, like, take a seat. And I, I wrestle with my shoulder, kid harder than that. Right. Exactly. Right. So they do that. And, you know, they gain control of the suspect. They have great officer um, presentation. Um you know, they have good command presence. Um, right. they're, they're controlling the situation and not giving the suspect time to think, pull a gun and or fight, which right. is good because as we're going to find out in the story, what could have happened? Go ahead. So after they take him to the ground and they handcuff him, he's not, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Well, what they're doing is they're handcuffing him. <clears throat> An officer basically pins his head between his legs and the other officers straddling him in rear mount, mm-hmm. right? Not compressing his chest or anything. His right. chest is completely clear. They start searching him because you cannot handcuff a suspect and stand him up right away. Or no. you have to clear his waistband. You need to clear his pockets and you, everything. You search him as much gun, as you can while they're under control. Right. Right. Because if there's a knife or a gun and they can, they can still pull it handcuffed and they find a fucking gun in his pants. They yeah. have to cut it out because when he took him to the ground, it, jostled a little bit and it was wedged in you know the way it was wedged they couldn't just reach their hand inside of his pants right it, it was, um, had been come wrapped around the fabric right. and stuff like that they cut his pants pulled out the fucking gun believe the gun was the gun that was used in the shooting yeah and this is again at 15 feet you don't give that guy a half a second to pull that gun and try to kill cops because he will right because it's probably right and, in his waistband he probably exactly. grabbed it easy so they took him to the ground with with you know and then this guy who's a homicide suspect who has a gun is crying like a baby. There used to be a day when uh, the guys in jail will call you a little bitch and lump you up when they heard that you went and got arrested like that. Now we're breeding this whole new class of criminal. They're they're like, there's no like code on the street anymore. It was like, man, when I got taken into custody, I fought the cops. I took my lumps. I went to jail and took it like a man. No, they just cry like bitches. So you remember, um, you were still in California when this happened. It was Prop 47, Prop 57, right? When they declassified a bunch of violent crimes as nonviolent, shooting at the yeah. cops unless mm-hmm. it was with a machine gun as like oh, a yeah. nonviolent fucking crime or some crazy shit. Um, so basically what we heard from the sheriff's department is it was a, it was a police wide, um, safety alert, um, for criminals. They said, Hey, just, just be advised. We, we got this on chatter, uh, in the, in, in the jails that, um, everyone's going to be strapped up. And they are going to fight it out with cops. And if they have to shoot it out with cops, they don't give a fuck because they know if they don't kill you or if it's not fucking crazy, they're going to get a slap on the wrist and they're going to get out. So they said, fuck it. We're going to fight. We're going to be strapped because now it's basically a slap on the wrist if we get caught with a gun. So we're just going to fucking fight it out and try to get away. And we're like, holy shit. And this came from the sheriff's department. And we're like, oh, fuck. Like This is getting serious. Like They just... The state of California fucked us with these propositions that passed because it declassified a lot of things, not just this dope and making it a misdemeanor from a felony, but a lot of things that were violent in nature by their definition in the penal code system. They made them nonviolent, especially in, 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 in um, prisons to get released early. So now you have an influx of assholes getting released early um, from prison for violent offenses that are now classified as nonviolent. 
And now you have an emboldened criminal on the street who knows he's just going to get a slap on the wrist. So fuck it. Why not make it fucking worth it? And he's probably still going to get a slap on the wrist. So it emboldens them even more, which it makes it inherently dangerous for those coppers on the fucking streets to be able to go home to their kids again. It makes yeah. it very dangerous for them. Mm-hmm. So you have this fucking emboldened criminal now mm-hmm. across the country and you see things where they're fuck you. I don't want to No, I'm not going to listen to you. They don't get on the ground. And guess what? You see shit like this. People getting thrown to the fucking ground. However, I think that's a great tactic. It's a good, it's good because you don't want to give someone a murder suspect time. I took, I've okay. So I've taken down a murder suspect. He was a gangster murder suspect, caught him in a seven 11. Um, we came up behind him. We were tracking him. We were uh, surveilling his, his, the residence that he was staying in. Um, we then went in unmarked cars and one patrol unit followed him to the seven 11 patrol unit, which was me and my partner. We bypassed the unmarks pull up into the seven 11 we don't like fucking throw lights and sirens on, get on the bullhorn. No, no, no. We run the fuck in. He's not paying attention. He's with his two highness going through the fucking aisles. We come up through the aisles, guns drawn, get the fuck on the ground. And as we're saying it, we take this asshole to the ground and handcuff him because he has already shot and killed one person. If we can, if we continue on and not take him into custody, he's going to do it again. Mm-hmm. So you have a violent felony suspect criminal. We take him to the ground. We identify ourselves and immediately take him to the fucking ground because we don't want to give him time to pull a gun. Luckily, he wasn't carrying a strap on him right then and there. We don't know that. He's already killed one fucking person. We have no idea what's in his pants. We don't have tanks. Everybody's armed until they're not. Right. So we take him down, handcuff him up. Guess what? Took him into custody without any fucking incident. He wasn't hurt. He wasn't bruised up. Right. He just went to the fucking ground. We guided him to the ground. And that's exactly what these officers did. They didn't give this asshole any time. The only reason why it doesn't, it, it's the it's fucking, you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. It's because the dude's screaming like a little bitch. Right. Which is the cried wolf syndrome, which is now people it. are going to look and video and be like, oh, this poor man. No, no, no. You know what? It's time for society to start assuming that when the cops are whooping your ass and arresting you, they probably have a good reason. Most of the time we're doing it right. Leave us the fuck alone or we're going to just all quit, which is what's happening. <laughs> yeah. There's a massive, uh, massive mass um, exodus, exodus for sure. Yeah, of coppers. And I would I, I would say this right now is the mm-hmm. most dangerous time to be a law enforcement officer in the US than probably there ever was. I would say the only time it was probably more dangerous was in the old west in the eighteen seventies. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> That's fucking the only I mean, time that it was more dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And if right. if an asshole wasn't gonna kill you, fucking cholera or fucking yeah. dysentery or fucking whatever right. would. So now I wanna this brings me to the topic that I want listener feedback on. So fire up your laptops, get out your pen and pencils, send us a postcard, Pony Express, Carrier Pigeon, whatever you want to send us. But I want to talk about old school policing. And I don't want to talk about like what well, I want to talk about what should be brought back. Right. So I'll give you a, an example. One of my favorite examples uh, back in the day, there's there's a movie called L.A. Confidential. If you want to see this um dramatized on screen but back in the day true story there's a reason why chicago had an italian mob and new york had an italian mob and miami had an italian mob and los angeles never really had an italian mob the mafia was never really a problem now the russian mob later on mexican mafia later on sure but there's a reason why when everybody else was having problems with the italian mafia la didn't okay it's very simple (laughs) 
<laughs> the chief at the time, who was a fucking hard charger, said, we will not tolerate the mafia in our city. So here's what we're going to do. Yeah. They took the biggest, brutest cops, like big, just brute. They formed a brute squad, basically, to quote Princess Bride. They put him in suits. And when they had intel that somebody was coming in on the train or the plane from somewhere else, when a mobster was coming into town, they would go meet them at the train station or at the airport. Oh, yeah. They would then say, hi, come with us. What? You're coming with us. And they would essentially kidnap him, (laughs) throw him in a car, right? Detain him, take him to a motel and beat him for 24 hours. Right. And all the while tell him this Los Angeles is no place for you and the mob. Then they would take him back to the airport or to the train station, put him back on a plane or a train to wherever he came from and tell him, go back to your bosses and tell him L.A. is ours, not yours. True story. LAPD really used to do that. Now, I'm not saying we need to go back to that necessarily, Um, although I. I mean, there's a big part of me that doesn't really have a problem with it now that I'm retired and I can be honest. Um, I'm not saying we need to go back to that, but I think we do need to discuss a return to the days of a little bit of, you know, the my mentality of if if the police had to chase you, they were bringing an ass whooping with them. And if you ran or if you fought, you were going to lose and you were going to lose hard and you didn't get to bitch about it. You didn't get to sue about it. You now, does that do we have excessive force issues? Absolutely, but that's asshole cops, right? We can address asshole cops separately. But there was a time when cops couldn't arrest for domestic violence unless the wife pressed charges. So, you know what they would do? They would take the husband out back and say, Don't hit your wife anymore. And then they would hit him twice as hard as he had hit his wife to drive the message home because they wanted to send the message that you shouldn't beat women. Okay. I think it's time for us to have a discussion about how much we want to handcuff our law enforcement officers anymore, because at this point it's getting so ridiculous. I'm not saying we're going to beat confessions out of people or kidnap people and take them to motels, but I am saying we need to talk about uh, some of the practices and some of the, I guess, uh, pussification of law enforcement (laughs) that's going on. And the the society that is saying cops are evil and bad guys deserve love and sweet kindness. ACAB. Yeah, ACAB. Exactly. <laughs> so I would love to hear, like, your, if, if you have, if you're an old school copper, if you know old school coppers, if you if your dad was a cop and he's got some great stories that you heard, or your mom. I mean, at this point, we've had some, Hashtag we've, we've known some pretty old school. Yeah, exactly. Well, the <laughs> sap, God damn it. God. Um, I, I fought for that to get brought back in my agency. I did, but whatever. Uh, it's a very light. effective weapons yeah. platform. Anyway, so we should talk about what needs to be brought back. Um, what needs to what needs to make its triumphant return to policing? Because right now, criminals are just becoming emboldened. And it may just be as simple as, hey, let the cops do their fucking jobs without questioning their motives Bring every time. To- and you know, bring back the tougher, tougher um, stances standards. on crime. Yeah, and, you know? and bring up, bring back tougher stances on crime, uh, and bring back tougher standards in uh, training, like stress academies, and bring back higher, oh, yeah, higher, you know, better hiring practices, and make it 
make it easier for cops to do their job and feel appreciated again. You know, the the the, the fucking thing I don't like is the non-stress academy where it's more of like a college atmosphere with a little oh, bit God. of yelling. It's and uh, so I went through one of those. It's terrible. And the people that were getting yelled at, right, that ended up being like not the greatest coppers in the world. Mm. They look at me and they go, aren't you stressed out? Isn't this like stressful for you? And I'm like, no, you've been to Marine boot camp. I, 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 not just that, but fleet Marine Corps, even as a corporal, I got yelled at more than this on my daily job, my day to day duties. I got yelled at more and I'm like, no, dude, like this is cake. Dude, this is, this is easier than college. Like, because ultimately, if you can learn to fucking not stress when somebody's yelling at you, then when the shit hits the fan and you're actually fighting in a fight for your life, you, Oh, yeah. won't freak out and lose your shit what are you, you and, do you wanna... and you won't get over emotional and you won't get pissed off and you won't let personal feelings get involved when you have to arrest somebody because a lot of these times when these cops are you know like like sitting on somebody's neck or, or do not they're scared they're so, not they don't have the presence of mind to say this is just a job i know what i'm doing right. i am highly trained i am not emotional i'm gonna i dude I would get in fights and I would be laughing while I was in fights sometimes because these guys would be freaking out. And I'm just like, you dumb motherfucker, just put your hands behind your back, idiot. You're like, it's not going to go well for you. And right. I wasn't scared. And that goes right back to the video that we're going to post that we were just talking about. The cops bring it up to 10, take mm-hmm. the suspect down, bring it down, bring it down mm-hmm. to five. And they're telling me, like, hey, man, just calm down. We're going to fucking yeah. search you. We're going to do yep. this. And they're just talking job. calmly. Hey, let me know. I'm going to roll you over. I'm going to sit you up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And that is professional police work right there. That is good shit right there. You bring it up. You bring it down. But what happens when you start bringing in these non-stress academies and when you start, you know, not stressing out officers, when an asshole talks shit to an officer and is like, fuck you, fuck your mom, I'll fuck your girlfriend, I'll kill your mom, I'll do all this other crazy shit, and they're talking shit to you. The coppers get overly emotional and they get emotionally invested now. And then when shit, uh, when, when it comes to like, hey, we're fighting, now they're bringing emotions into it as opposed to professionalism because you can professionally whoop someone's ass. And yeah. once it's over, you stop and you're, and you're, and you're calm. Boxers do it all the time. Bring, MMA fighters right? do it all the time. Whoop somebody's emotion, ass without emotion. Right. And you see those guys after the fight and they're like hugging, like, hey, that was a good fucking yeah. hit. That was great. Yeah. But when you, when you have coppers, who, hockey players. Who, and, yeah. When you have coppers who who take and now are emotionally invested, even when they're handcuffed, they're still whooping their ass. Yeah, yep. That's, that's why this, you know I love Jordan Peterson. Everybody knows that uh, when he says a weak man cannot be a good man. A good man has to be capable of violence and choose to be gentle and kind. That's a good man. A weak man. If you give a weak man any power, they're going to turn into an asshole. Period. End of story. You have to have power and choose to use it judiciously in the right way. All right. So as we close out today, I have our dedication. This is a listener dedication. Uh, this was sent in by Tony. Um, I'll I'll skip Tony's last name because they didn't. He didn't say whether we can read his last name or not. But um, this was this is dedicated to one of his partners, uh, Phoenix Police Department uh, Officer Gennaro Allen New. Uh, end of watch, May thirty first, twenty twenty one. Police officer knew was killed when his patrol car was struck by a drunk driver at the intersection of Cave Creek Road and East Greenway Parkway at about 10.30 p.m. His patrol car was struck by another vehicle that ran a red light at a high rate of speed. The impact knocked Officer New's patrol car through a brick wall and caused it to overturn. Responding rescue crews, ex- rescue crews extricated him from the vehicle and transported him to a local hospital where he succumbed to his injuries. 
The driver of the other vehicle was also killed in the collision. The driver was later determined to have a blood alcohol level of 0.223 at the time of the crash. Officer New had served the Phoenix Police Department for two years and was assigned to the Black Mountain Precinct. He is survived by his wife, mother, brother, and grandmother. I mean, drunk fucking drivers, dude. Just don't do it. So, anyway, rest easy, brother. We got it from here. And, Tony, thank you for... uh, Thank you for bringing Officer New to our attention so we could dedicate this episode to him. Chuck, what do you have as we uh, end this episode? What, where can you? Well, <clears throat> I want to say thank you all today for listening. If you like today's podcast, please go and follow us on our Instagram at war underscore stories underscore official and our Facebook at war stories podcast. If you already follow us, please share our post and your info when we do share it. Uh, you can also go to the link in our bio on Instagram and Facebook to reach all of our socials, our media and our website, our podcast is on all major podcast streaming platforms as well as on YouTube. If you want to support us, please go to our website at www.warstoriesofficial.com and uh, grab some gear. Um, if you want to be featured on our show and think you have a story or you want to share your story, please go to booking.warstories at gmail.com. Again, that is booking.warstories at gmail.com and send me your story and I can get you booked. We are looking for law enforcement, um, corrections, dispatchers, fire medics, and veterans. Uh, as well as uh, emergency staff in the ER. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, We don't hear too many for those nurses and doctors. If you have a friend who you think would be a great fit, let's know about us and give them our booking email. Again, thank you for the support and stay safe. So we also have some fun stuff coming up. Um, We have a series coming up. We haven't done a series in a little while. Um, We have a series coming up. But also we have our 200th episode coming up. And we want to do something fun. So I'm going to get the band back together. Um, We've had some people asking for Elliot and... Uh, we've had John back on. So we're going to have the four of us, maybe one or two more uh, surprise return people if we can get them. Um, but what I thought we would have our listeners do is send us in an email. Just shoot us a quick email at mailbag.warstories at gmail.com. <laughs> Tell us what your favorite moment from the show is, what your favorite story, what your favorite you know, guest was, whatever, whatever your favorite things. Because we want to go through those as a group and say, oh, do you remember this one? Do you remember this one? Do you remember? We're going to talk about our favorites. Um we're just kind of do a review of uh, our 200 episodes and uh, we look forward to hearing from you guys what your favorite episodes have been. So um, if you were a guest, you can, you can pick your own episode, but you know, I'm sure your own favorite. If you're like me, your own story is not your favorite. <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, I wanted to uh, thank everybody for listening and until our next episode, come home with your shield or honor.